You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Space, starring Elise Bacon and Aaron Rand Freeman, was filmed in progress in front of a live studio audience at Barksdale Air Force Base. Okay, so it wasn't filmed at an Air Force Base or in front of a live studio audience, but it was filmed in progress, and that's something, right? Right? Enjoy the show. And Bungie designs these raids in such a way that you don't need six competent players to do them. Um, They're designed with the carry in mind, with the community in mind. So a raid only requires about, if there are six people on a fire team, it requires about four people to know what they're doing. Um, And two people can literally just kind of wander around and just kind of sort of loosely perform their role. Um, And it's designed like that. You know, and it's so you can get your friends through it. So you can build community by learning the raid together. So it's not, you know, that was a problem. Uh, the King's Fall raid was a raid that required all six players to know what the fuck is going on. And then the one person who didn't know would literally force a wipe every time. So the one person who didn't know would be the sole reason why you're failing. Just them. Singular. Only them. That caused a lot of anxiety. So they rolled that back. I know that life. Right. So. You know that life really well. <laughs> right. So they. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like. So like. Okay. The new extreme trial is really funny. Like. So the. It, it's really. The new extreme trial is really separated into two phases. And the second phase is. A, okay. This. They started doing checkpoints in the trials. So, like, when you die, you don't have to go all the way through. You can start at the checkpoint. Mm. Uh, and I'm just like, thank you, because this is that. I mean, I'm having feelings about that. Um, so, like, with Emerald X, um, <clears throat> there's this mechanic where in every cardinal and intercardinal direction, there's going to be these like glowing balls that'll come out like from the sides and then they like explode on contact. And you do not want them hitting the boss by any means, shape or form or it's a white. Um, and so like, but they have to be, they do so much damage that they need to be hit by two people at the same time. Hmm. right so and if like one group fucks up it's a wipe so (laughs) i mean that sounds that sounds legit (laughs) it is the first mechanic of the first phase once you get past that mechanic the first phase is super easy super easy you just have to get through that one phase. <laughs> like you can just like you can wipe repeatedly at the beginning. Huh. Um, so what'll happen is so like you have a party of eight, because trials are done in like a, a party of eight. And so you have north, south, east, west. You have so um generally so tanks take north and south, 
because uh, there's two tanks, two healers, and four DPS uh, damage dealers. So tanks take north and south, healers take east and west, um, and then a DPS is going to be in each one of the uh, corners. So now the thing is, is it's either going to the second wave of orbs or either going to move clockwise or counterclockwise. Right. So the first wave is is always um, cardinal directions. Right. So you and your partner have to run up to a certain point, stand there, and get hit by the ball. If you if the ball stops moving, that means somebody on the other side hit theirs first, and you both have to run up to the ball to make it explode. Right. You and your teammate. So imagine how this works out. There's a lot of death. <laughs> it's like you have to get your coordination like together. That's legit. And and then the second orb, so if it's yellow, it's counterclockwise. If it's blue, it's clockwise. And so you have to either move and you can't see the other side of the map because there's this giant robot in the way. So you have no idea what, like you just have to make sure that you and your team are doing your correctly. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and there's no way for the other side to see either. So like, you just have to kind of pray. There's a lot of like, uh, Discord is great for this. I was about to say, that sounds like you need, that sounds like you gotta have guys on comms coordinating, working that shit out. Uh, yeah, it's getting to, like, some of the content's getting to the point where you have to be on mic. It's just too hard otherwise. So, like, there'll be somebody who just manages call-outs and, like, there's stuff that I intellectually know the entire content for. I can't react in time unless somebody's calling it out because I'm trying to keep people alive because I'm a healer. Right, it's not your job. I get it. You got you have well. It, no, it's I should know it. It is my job, but it's definitely like until the muscle until like it gets hammered through just with like muscle memory. Right, like callouts are so great. Callouts are so great. Unless you're supposed to. So the callouts. second phase, you can get through if some people die. Like if a, like if a person dies, like or two people die, like throughout it, like it's fine. You can get through it, but any more deaths than that, and you hit Enrage. Enrage is basically the boss, like, gets super mad and does an ultimate attack and kills everybody. Right. And there's an Enrage timer. So if your damage isn't good enough, you're going to hit the Enrage timer, and then everybody dies. So, like, I have almost killed... I still haven't cleared Emerald X. I also haven't had time. But I haven't killed Emerald X, but I've seen it down to 4%. Right. And I've like we just hit that hit the enrage timer. So yeah, but like if you can imagine like the um just the amount of um fuck ups that kind of happen right there. <laughs> just like just that first phase, it really is like you can wipe within the first five well, within the first two minutes. That's my favorite encounters is they do that and then it's just like, oh, well, we're fucked. Okay. Yeah, no, it really is. We're fucked. And it's instant. There's like, you're just, everybody's dead. (laughs) They're like, and it really is like, okay, who did it? You'd be like, oh, that was us. 
the orb stopped moving and it was right next to us. So we thought it was going to explode because we didn't see it stop moving because we were standing right next to it. <laughs> like right next to it. We were just like this, like this tiny, tiny, tiny in-game amount of out of range. Game is mean, but it's fine. I don't mind dying a lot. There's nothing wrong with dying a lot. To be very blunt, I know I, it's a yeah. There's no shame in that. Actually, you know, my issue is always when people don't own up to what's going on. To be very blunt, like that's what gets me. Is when you talk to someone and they go, "You go, hey, what happened?" And then it's like complete silence. Like that's what that's what bothers me. That's when I start to get annoyed. I'm like, well, not no one knows what nothing happened. So, the boss just exploded randomly because fuck us, right? Right, that's that's when I started getting annoyed. And I find a lot of people get annoyed, but no one says that. One of the reasons people like playing with me is because I'll just be the first person to be like, oh, I fucked up, that's my bad. And then I'll just, that will be it. I'll just let that go. Um, And then people, people want it. They just want to know that you understand what went wrong. And anything else is fine. So... At least that's my understanding of it. The type of accountability people really enjoy. Oh, yeah. I killed an entire group in Puppet's Bunker. Um, in, uh, so Puppet Bunker, Puppet's Bunker is the uh, second alliance raid that's based off of near Automata. And the second boss is actually three, um, I don't remember what they're called, Aaron. It's the plane mechs. Oh, they're like straight up airplane yeah, like jet yeah i know what you're talking about but i forgot their name yeah. too. and then they turn into like sword wielding gundams yes i forgot what those are called yeah yeah so there's three of them and each each alliance because an alliance is a group of eight people uh there's three groups of eight people and so each alliance has to fight one of them and they'll do this attack that's basically a triangle right wait sorry that's not the one that kills people so like they'll throw um it's it's uh it's a stacking it's a line stack sorry there's like five different stack mechanics at this point now in the game so i have to like remember which one it is so you basically have to form in like kind of like a line together uh and the amount of people in the line like you all mitigate the damage because you're basically all brute like taking the hit in sequence so you're all like that's kind of how that works if that makes sense right because the the jet is shoot the jet gundam is shooting a laser at you and like specifically at your alliance like here's a giant laser and you have to like form a line of power together to mitigate the damage now because this is a circle arena and the alliance and there's three parties of eight people and the uh the bosses are set up in like a triangle like it's like almost like three different like platforms of a triangle in a circle arena right if you're pointing if the laser is pointed at a party that's behind you or ahead of you you kill you you kill the entire other alliance wow <laughs> I mean that's I mean that's right I mean that's, that's I mean that's why you have lasers so like that's why you have right. them so I get it but fuck 
Right. Right. So if like you have to point it at the empty space that's in between each alliance. Oh shit. So the person with the stack on them has to position the stack so it's facing the walls and not accidentally the party. And I have totally killed a lion's bee <laughs> multiple times on accident. And so, like, nobody really, like, people literally don't get mad if you, if, like, a person fesses up or if you're not a jerk about it. Like, some people would be like, I'm going to walk the entire laser over here and kill them on purpose, which, while trollish, depending on the alliance, can be funny. I mean, yeah, I get it. Right. Like, sometimes you just troll people. Oh, I know. But, like, I understand completely. But not in a terrible way, like, not in a douche way. Um, I totally understand. Yeah. Like, there's this one person, like, oh, God. It was our party, and um, our tank was like, give the laser to the other alliance. And the person, and, you know, a person got the, the stack marker, and they literally, like, it was the funniest shit. Like, they, like, it looked like their tune was sauntering over to the other alliance. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was just like you could see the mischief happening. And it was like, it was like the tune graphics, like, turned into mischief. And I'm just sitting there, like, oh no. And like, the other lions died. And like, we almost, like, the whole, the whole, like, alliance almost wiped because it's really hard to recover when you're, an entire alliance dies. <laughs> and so, like, one of them was just like, huh. They just wanted, they weren't quite happy with it. But they also weren't like, fuck you guys. But watching that dude just like all of a sudden be like, bet. And <laughs> just like, swear to God. It's just like when you see the Titan, like there's not actually anything different in the graphics. Like when you see a Titan like rolling around the corner. Mm -hmm. But you see mischief behind the tune. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's a loaded maneuver. Yes. It, it was it was one of those extremely loaded maneuvers. I was dying so hard. I was like, "That's a fucking that was that's not an don't, that is not okay." Jesus Christ, that was funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Um, but yeah, I've there be in the, one of the last alliances I killed the other alliance. In one of the last alliance raids, I killed the other alliance. But they're like, "Who did it?" And I'm like. I'm really sorry. I thought, I swear to God, it wasn't pointed at you guys. That was my fault. <laughs> I'm like, I sacrificed my Lala body to you. And I actually ended up dying through some other means. <laughs> They're like, we accept. It's okay. We accept. It's like, they were really cool about it. It was just like, it was clearly like, all you have to do is in shout, just say, I'm sorry. It was an accident. And people people are fine. Just fess up. It's okay. And I really do swear it was pointed at the wall. Like I swear to God. So it must have been a latency thing. Like it must have been like a, a like a latency issue that happened. Because I swear to God it was pointed at the wall. And then the next one was like a hair's breath from hitting them. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, oh my God. I'm really sorry. 
They're like, make sure you're pointing it at the walls. And I'm like, it was pointed at the wall. Like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> They're really nice. They're really nice about it. But yeah, if you fess up, it's fine. People don't really. People, most people aren't jerks. They're, yeah. they're content elitists and God, they just need to like go hug a cat. They're so, they're like 18,000 levels of uptight. And I'm just like, there's no reason. I always find content elitists and destiny fun interesting because the game isn't designed for you. Like I'm telling you, like, I always tell people, like, unless you're doing um, elite world record runs all the time, you're being a content elitist for a game designed for just regular folks to have access to. That's it. And it's just like you really are wasting your energy here above all else. Like you might want to play a real MMO, like a real one with um, lots and lots and lots of numbers and, and details and things to track because this ain't it for you to be doing it's just not designed like that you can make yourself efficient but at the end of the day it's a, it's a it's designed for an array group to do the raid after work it is so no, yeah it is, it's designed it, for casual players which is fine right I, that's the point but don't I, you're trying to people try to throw this layer of elitism over the top of it and i'm just like but but, but you're on destiny bro and that's, thing- a funny, that's also a funny thing I have with Final Fantasy XIV because like you can be a content, you can be an elitist about it, but there's no point because this game specifically caters to all play levels. Like this game is super respectful of your time. Right. Now there's a lot of stuff that it just doesn't tell you how to do, which is why they're, which is why they made an entire mentor system because they're like, please ask other players. <laughs> um. And why they encourage you to make guides and they don't do content takedowns for people who make guides. Really? Like they don't, yeah, they don't do like, they don't do content takedowns. Huh. Yep. That's nice the only time them. they'll, the only time they'll do, they'll do content takedowns is if you're like, um, doing videos of like only the music and not actually the content right so like um if you're doing uh if you're doing a fight and like if you're doing the fight as like an explanation or whatever like they don't they don't care they're just like please show people how to do it they're not they don't care like that because they're like they they actually like really um they promote community right which is the point of these games it is how you actually get the real shelf life out of these games is by building your own headcanon out of your own interactions with your own community that's where the story that's where the story is that's where you make the money to be honest with you like as a player that's where you get the joy you do the game and then you run it back and then you run it back with someone you like and then you do it some more what and if, then you run it back again. One of the mentors has stayed up until ungodly hours of the morning helping like helping me and another person run through content. Right. Like old content. Right. And I'm just like and like I found out though that like he doesn't have like the new 
like um uh relic weapon content re like relic weapon related content done he's like only rank three in it and i'm like bro i will run it i will run you through it right i'm like i will tell i will tell you everything i can about this area like I have no issue running it through you. Like this nigga has like was like driving me around like m enemies like way higher than my level in this instance, <laughs> and like helping me get like tell like the um, Ethernet crystals which let you bounce between sections of the map, right. and and like doing notorious monster tracking. And he's just and I'm just like. I'm not even in your FC. I'm just another mentor. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Like I'm genuinely just like tickled and just very grateful. And literally hours, like we were up until like, he stayed with us until like 2.30 in the morning last night. Well, my time, which is like even later for him. Um, just running us through and power leveling us through this, um, through Eureka, which is the uh, Stormblood relic content. Right. So I'm just like, wow. Wow. You are really nice. Right. Um, funny thing. Uh, I'm actually like, it's a weird, it's a funny thing is um, Bungie wrote Bungie wrote those people, the content elitists, into the narrative of Destiny. Um, because they introduced the darkness, you know, they're talking about, you know, the point of the darkness is that if you um, can use it, but if you become obsessed with a thing, then it will overtake you and then you will lose control. And that's when that's when the darkness becomes the darkness of you, you know. And, right. And they talk about and the Bungie talks about it. They they dropped a few lines in lore about how the first dark like they're talking about an alternate timeline. Um I don't know if you remember the narrative for the very first vanilla campaign with the stranger, that exo lady with the pulse rifle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that starts to resolve now. And she talks about her timeline she's from where the first she talks about the first wave of Dark Guardians actually came from the Black Garden, like the Black Garden, the end of the vanilla campaign um, apparently corrupts everyone, everything it touches, the Vex, the Guardians, everything. And I think that's actually a knock because what happened there, there are people who have been wailing about Destiny's lack of content forever and missing the point of Destiny is a community game best played with a community. And they've been wailing ever since and trying to treat it like an elitist game and kind of ruining the experience for everyone else. And I think Bungie's talking about those people who have played the game and ever since they beat the first part of the game have been wailing about getting more shit and never stop. And they're calling them Dark Guardians. And I think that's very amusing to take. I, I firmly believe this is a, this is not, it's not a tinfoil hat. But it's definitely in there, in that family, where I think they're legitimately taking a, a veiled shot at the people who keep yelling at them to make more content in a game that has a shit ton of content. And have been since day one. Because, you know, there are a lot of people who just repeat the same talking points about Destiny. There are problems with Destiny, but those talking points have problems have changed. And, uh, yeah, and those people who never stop complaining about the very first thing that happened in the game five years ago. So, 
Yeah, and like it's so funny because like my entire issue with Destiny and Bungie has literally nothing to do with the actual. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it does like inform like the game is. I'm just tired of giving Bungie money for the same for uh, fucking up the exact same way. Right. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not doing that. Nope. I'm gonna need you to not keep fucking up the exact same way. <laughs> that was a lot of money I spent. Like I just I can't do that. So let me play something that's a little bit more reliable. Uh, I won't lie to you. Uh, it did take them a while, but they did get their shit together. No, they got it together now. And uh, it it did it did it did take a minute though. I won't lie to you for a second. It did take, it did take a minute. Right, like how did I described it as like? Oh yeah, I was describing it to Thad like this way. It's just like y- you see your ex get their shit together, and you're really happy for them, but you're never going back. Right. That's like people who don't yeah. play it. I don't. People who don't play it, I don't mind. Like I don't tell people. For the most part, I don't tell people to play. I don't try to tell people to get on when they do not want to, because it, most of the time, your any reason why you stop playing Destiny is probably valid, for the most part. Now, if you're one of those people that continue to play Destiny, even though you say you don't like it, but still put 25 hours a weekend, and you're being an asshole. You're a liar. Yeah, you're also being an asshole about it. Which is a vast majority of Destiny's um, fan base is people who complain about the game, but won't ever stop um, playing it. Like, honest to God, either, either if you genuinely hate it, just stop, stop playing, please. Stop hate playing it. Just, right. There's no, there's literally no reason to hate play a game. Right, and that's where I'm at. Is there's no reason to hate play a game if you like it, if, then you like it. If you if don't, you, then don't. Games are not a financial investment. Games are an entertainment investment. You're not getting your investment returns the more you play it just because you spend money on it. Right. You're just not. There is no reason. Yeah, you may have paid $60 for the game, but sometimes you just end up spending $60 on something and it just doesn't work out and it's a shitty feeling. But sucks more to keep playing it. It's a shit. Like, you could go and be happy playing something else. That's my understanding. You can just go and be happy playing absolutely something else. You don't have to play. You don't have to play games that are not fun. Um, I don't recommend it. We buy games for fun. Don't play games to be mad. Right. That is the um that is my that is my mission in life is to get people to play games because they're enjoying themselves. That is my core conceit mission in life. Is because the thing, it's the thing I learned, I'll freely admit, I learned it from watching you. And now I just want to just spread the gospel of just having fun playing video games. Like, don't overthink it. Especially now, because games are just universally so good. That you just just play a thing and just don't overthink it. If you don't like it, don't like it. If you want to stop playing it, stop playing it. Don't make up reasons. Like, don't. Like, don't sit there and say something sucks. Because you can't have reason to play it. Like, don't bother. Just don't play. Or play the things you like. Play the things you like. Don't don't do the thing. That's all. Yeah, actually play just play the things you like. Please just play the things you like. Right. And also, if you're playing something that has um a live service game or a game that has 
a lot of end game content. Um, uh, the narrative, the value of the narrative is in the game you play with other people. Um, it isn't just in your ability to acquire things. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind at all times. Though. If you feel like you're having some trouble, try play with other people. I agree. uh, Please try playing with other people. Play with other people. Just try to have, try to maximize your time and don't obsess over progression. Also, I do also recommend like reaching out maybe to other players in the game if you can or if you feel comfortable to. Um, Like, yeah, there's, there is a chance that you're going to find people who have very questionable beliefs. There's also a chance where you're going to find people who just don't. Like, I've been pulling people into, I've been pulling new people into my FC just off of the fact, just off of offering, like, hey, we don't allow this stuff here. Please come hang out. If there's an issue, just let us know. And I mean, I've also just found a lot of really nice people just playing the game. Um, Another one of my, um, the people I play with, um, I literally just became friends with them because I kept ending up on his same team on accident a lot during Rival Wings, which is one of the PvP instances. We just kept ending up on the same team, and then he's just like, hey, want to be on my party? And I'm like, yeah. And now we do PvP together all the time. Yeah. Sometimes stuff like that happens. Or like you'll end up in a learning gr- group and it, you just get along really well with the people and you, all of a sudden you have friends. Right. So not all other players are trash. I try to make space for the people who have severe social anxiety when they play. I know, I know a handful of people who just don't have it for other people for the most part. But still, like I said, brave it as best you can. Um, these games are meant to build community. They're not built for you to become all powerful and hammer the game for infinite content for infinite hours. The only way you'll get infinite content is if you keep repeating the same content with different contexts and the change in context comes from you and your interaction with the game and the community. And that's it. Yep. No, it's very true. I'm glad we did start this off very positive because I am not very positive right now. (laughs) (laughs) Although I am fishing at this moment and fishing for crabs and um, it's really funny because uh, I'm standing in water and my lalafell, my lalafell is the smallest race. So like the water comes up to my waist, well actually almost my shoulders. And there's actually a sit emote specifically for fishermen, which all of a sudden they pull on a, pull out a chair and then they sit on it and now the water is like literally up like past their nose <laughs> just like sitting there in the water and then my little chicken minion my enkidu my green chicken enkidu um is just swimming around it you're having a um you're having a little bit of a soak 
it looks really funny. <laughs> well, what else is there? The only thing I would say game related is um, I need everyone to take a look at uh, this is a hot take. This is actually something this has been cooking. I never got a chance to say it anywhere. Um, I think Phoenix Rising is the best Ubisoft game made in the past five years outside of Odyssey. Um, I don't even know what that is. It's that uh, it's that um, open world adventure game I was telling you about that seems like it's made. It's like if everyone involved in Odyssey made a Pixar movie. Like everyone who wrote it, everyone who was voice acting in it, everyone who was in it, everyone who verified the culture and everything like that just made a Pixar movie. Um, it's supposed to be a children's, it's supposed to be a, a family game, but it it works. Um, how do I describe it? It's very much, it's, it's a type of game that no longer comes out. It's like a Jack and Daxter 2 and 3 type game, open world adventure you make your own character you're uh you're the you're the sibling of a great greek adventurer who got washed ashore on like the islands of olympus and typhus typhon has uh killed the gods and not killed the gods but like imprisoned them so you have to like free them and then acquire all these skills and things like that and the humor the writing is spot on the 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 the, the design the, it, it has the um Ubisoft big map but it lays off the clutter and it's almost like the most self-aware game made out of the Ubisoft archetype I mean system of open world design if that makes sense like mm -hmm. it knows it knows how to fill a map without cluttering the map which cyberpunk would really benefit from but that's a whole other discussion um yo <laughs> cyberpunk is annoying like <laughs> we will need to get into the discussion of how cyber i need to play it more so i can rip it apart more this is like the first game i'm gonna be playing that i don't like i mean and the, the worst part is is i have valid reasons for playing it but it also means i'm gonna be ripping it apart a lot right well, um, fairly or not fairly um, um I'm gonna be ripping it a lot well i mean i mean it it's got some work to do across the board i can see what they're trying to do with it um but it's got deep problems and it's also got too many apologists so it's like it's it's very hard to make heads or tails of it because there are certain things about the game that i don't like that for some reason or the other are perfectly fine flaws and the game can still do what it's trying to do but no one will allow it He's just not allowed to say anything. But again, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Phoenix Rising. It's self-aware. It's aware of Ubisoft's history of microtransactions. Like, the only guy that's still up and running is Hermes. And Hermes, being the trickster he is, is actually the, a microtransaction guy. So he's, like, he's like literally asks you if you want to do any, you want to do any business. You know, like, he is... Okay, that's really funny because Hermes is actually the god of currency. Right. So... He actually is like he is the one who is handling the microtransactions. Um yeah. Things like that. You know what I mean? And it's like all That's the really all cute. the microtransactions are all visual, but yeah, he you know, he's sitting there asking, you know, if you guys if you want to do business, I'm right here. 
you know, um, there's a certain amount of, there's a certain glib, there's a certain glib, um, movement attitude, uh, just the, the writing, the design, it's all very much like, this is, this is a game. This is almost like, it's almost like Ubisoft is a kid's game, honestly, but I think it really works. It really, really works. And it's just so shockingly well-designed and well-written and it's very engaging and very cute and it's fun and it just feels good. It feels very solid to play. And they don't make any more games like this. Like, I haven't played a game like Jack and Daxter 2 in a minute. All the exploration games I've played lately are 2D games, you know, uh, pixel art kind of games that Metroidvania word that I hate. (laughs) People use so much. People also um, use it wrongly. Um, yes. We had that conversation. Uh, I don't think... I think we attribute Metroid to too many titles. Yes, we do. Um, some titles just have exploration and progression, and all nonlinear progression is called Metroidvania, and that is not it. Like, that's not it. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the game's very strong. I recommend it. It's my favorite Ubisoft game. Um, so far, I, I, I enjoy how self-aware it is. I enjoy how tongue-in-cheek it is. I really do. I really do get a kick out of it, and I fully recommend it. I think you would like it. Um, and I think it'd be something that I want you to try. You'd find it, you'd find it endearing, even if you didn't play it, continue playing it. And that's really the point. Like it would just, it's a game that, you know, cause cyberpunk, for example, if you're going to play cyberpunk, cyberpunk is aggressively disrespectful. And that's the whole point of the game. Like it's trying, it's, it's intentionally being mean to you. For no reason. Like it's really, yeah. Um, that, and the worst part, the worst part about it is, is like the gameplay is not good enough to make up for it. Not like you can really make up for half of the shit that they're doing, to be honest. But right. that's a whole another conversation. Right. Um. Right. It's just for fuck's sakes. Um. Actually, that's a very, very that's a very good, appropriate description of the action there. It's just like. For fuck for fuck's sake it really is like so so and and here's a, the thing that's happening with cyberpunk right now that was really going to annoy me and i knew was gonna happen i knew it was gonna happen um is mods are fixing the game yes and people are like these mods are fixing cyberpunk and i'm like no 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 granted that's a good thing kind of like i actually like modders modders are great modders are great yeah but you cannot like let the game off the hook because the modders you cannot it. let the game off the hook because the modders are fixing the game. If the game has to be fixed by modders, the game is broken. Aston Goblin is true. Like modders do not make up for the game being broken. Also, you can't do modding on the console. Nah. Not without like breaking warranty shit. And at this point, we're like working with $1,000 worth machines. There is no point in breaking the warranty. Don't break your warranty unless you can afford to buy another machine. 
do you know when you break the warranty two years after like after you've had the extended warranty used up is when you break the warranty <laughs> that's when you do it when you can no longer extend the warranty that's when you break the warranty because the game the, the console's on the way dying anyway at that point jesus unless you're like one of those people who can just buy two consoles and just like not think of anything of it there's like just don't do it um but yes um uh, it seems as though and this is part of the this is part of the thing we were talking about a little bit before we started recording was um it seems as though folks are having trouble really processing that the thing they like is flawed and that that's okay if the thing you like is flawed because there's a lot wrong with cyberpunk and that's okay if you like cyberpunk despite there being a lot wrong with it I think one of the biggest issues I'm having right now with cyberpunk and people talking about cyberpunk is how they view good storytelling. The storytelling is ripe with extremely po problematic stuff. And I mean, like, it's just downright racist and transphobic at times. Mm. So are those elements of good storytelling? Um, I think... I um I think we're kind of like allowing we allow CD project to be abrasive because that's apparently the the goal. So since that's the intended goal and CD CD project is essentially has this reputation same reputation as like Polish rock star. Um then we're allowing them to be really problematic because that's how they tell their stories. Like there are Right, all, but is that good storytelling? Um no. I mean, right. that's, that's what I think. So, but that's also the question is like what I hear, because that's one of the things I'm just like, this game is extremely problematic. And the answer I get back is like, yeah, it's got really good storytelling though. And I'm like, I don't consider that good storytelling. Hmm. So you, now again, this is one of those things where it's just like, you can like the storytelling, but Right. If it's this like like if it's this egregious, is that good storytelling? And I think that's an honest question to ask. Right. Um the entire game is just like like they really forgot the counterculture part of counterculture. Yes. Like they're just like it's like they captured the look of counterculture and nothing of the feel. And I'm just like It's it seems as though they're um they're making fun of everyone for believing in anything. And that is not the point. <laughs> like cyberpunk is pointed in a clear direction. And the actual narrative of the game is not, is actually not in that, not leaning in that direction. It's making, it's, it's making fun of everyone for believing in a thing. And that is, you know, I guess very, you know, that's very edgy i guess for some people like that's the that's like the the gamer thing the edge lord thing is like believing in a thing too hard makes you um, worthy of scorn and ridicule so we will now scorn and ridicule you the game the game that's literally what it feels like the game <laughs> and it just makes me angry <laughs> right and it's just like the game is antagonistic to the point where someone who doesn't like it is within all rights and if you think it's great that's cool but it's not good because that doesn't make a story good 
and the story might actually you might actually still dig it but understand that the game is making fun of you for believing in pretty much anything and it's aggressively making fun of you for believing in pretty much anything which is not the point of cyberpunk which is kind of what they did to the witcher where they kind of did what they wanted with the witcher and everyone was like yay and now they're doing it again with cyberpunk and everyone's still kind of like yay and i'm just like these i don't like why are they taking these properties just make their own original story <laughs> it's just it's really irritating to be honest it's just more than more than a company doing irritating things how people talk to me about about it is more irritating than anything because i just feel like there's a level of i just feel like folks are just being disingenuous about it um right and I'm also trying not to be insulted by that, but I'm also really cranky and angry all the time right now for a lot of variety of reasons that right. are valid. So like, I'm just really trying to be like, this is mildly insulting, but I also know that you're kind of in denial about how bad this is. Right. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, I'm, please figure it out. Not next to me. Right. Um. But, what is it? So, like, the environments are very well done. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful game. It's a, it's a beautiful, like, it is a beautiful game. It is beautiful. The environments, some of these textures are just unbelievable. Some of them are completely unfinished. Right. Like, it's just like, it, oh. It is, a, it is a technical achievement. Um. There is it's, there it's there. Like somebody turned in their art project half done, <laughs> and it's just like it's just beautiful, sur like just photorealistic, like up like, and then there's just like three quarter, like a quarter of blank space, where there's like some half half done sketches. <laughs> have you haven't like made made the way up into that corner yet? <laughs> so you just have like this super photorealistic image, and then just nothingness. And that, and it's really funny because even some of the textures look like that, where it's just like this is gorgeous, and then all of a sudden it just falls off, and I'm like, right, huh? As well, that's because <laughs> they had to, that's because they had to spend all their energy making sure that uh, it came out on console. I'm like that garbage can is not a garbage can anymore. <laughs> Word. They had to spend all their energy making sure they could possibly get it running on consoles and. Here we are. That, but that's like okay. a whole other problem. But hear me out. The driving feels exactly like Crazy Taxi. That's not a good thing, homie. <laughs> You've played it though, right? Oh, yes, I have. You've driven, right? Yes. I prefer walking. Um, me too. Um, what I <laughs> what I do is I try to drive. I try to drive. The, I try to drive the speed limit a little bit. I pretty much go under the speed limit i i'm like i'm like grandma well like yeah i'm i am like just below the speed limit especially and like i hit the brakes when i make those turns i'm like so if i accidentally hit a person i'm just love tapping them <laughs> so i'm just like sorry don't call the cops on me i'm brown <laughs> um we i was i was actually chatting with um uh, you friend of unreasonable Fridays uh, toast and he's like I was gonna go into this being like you know I'm gonna be this 
character from uh, William Gibson's Neuromancer, and I'm going to go in there and fight, you know, like be an anti-corporate scum. And then he's like, five, three hours in, I'm a sociopath. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm just killing everybody left. I'm like, okay, to be fair, the game gives you no other option. I mean... The game literally gives you no other option than to just kill people left and right. Yeah, you're you are set you are set to auto murder in this game. It's kind of the problem that people had Fallout fans had with Fallout Four. Was I had that Fallout Four? What you say? I had that. I actually had. I I I have a very extremely long save of Fallout Four that I will never beat the storyline because it, it goes against all of my moral beliefs. Right. So I assume it's forcing you to kill people when you really would rather not, and previous installations of Fallout would have you not killing people, and you'd be able to get out of it. Because that's the that was the major complaint I heard from legit Fallout fans. Because I'm not a legit Fallout fan, but I've known no, some I'm a legit Fallout fans. Right, and they always say that Fallout Four is a mess because the answer to everything is wanton violence. When that right, is and the, the problem works. is, is like there's actually built-in game solutions that they just don't let you do. Like you can play a neutral party, and not even just I'm gonna say left of neutral. Like you can play, like help everybody with problems, even if it doesn't like, even if there isn't quite a solution. Like there's there's a lot of creative ways where you can like navigate through the storyline and then they force you in the end point to make one of three choices and they're all terrible but there's clear other options that they won't let you make and that there's lore for and that you've been playing the entire game for and they're like no 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 you can make these three options right but they don't do it in a fable like way where it's just like you can save your dog you can save the world or you can have money right like you can save your, you know, you can save your like dog, you can save your family, or you can save the world, like sort of thing. Like you can take one thing with you. Um, they don't even do it like that. They're just like, here's one of three terrible, like morally terrible decisions, <laughs> even though there's other options. But these are your only. So like, I just have a very long game, like probably like two to three hundred hours in where i just refuse to end it like i have in my mind i've finished the narrative by refusing to finish the narrative i mean that's about right so like but like yeah with cyberpunk they just there is no and the funny thing is is that there's tools they give you like tools to where you can be but all situations don't let you be also, it takes like 30 headshots to kill somebody. They gotta level that up. Also, I heard you can um, go through the game without causing trouble. Like, you can I, go through I heard you can go through the game without like killing people and stuff. Now, you still have to take them down violently. There's no way to um, fable uh, your way through the game. Okay. So, you can, but you can't. What do you mean? It would mean not doing side quests. You walk into your room and they shoot you on sight. Um, there are situations you cannot stealth. 
especially in the beginning of the game. You don't have the level up or tools to stealth. You can't stealth a sniper that has no way to sneak up behind him. Right. They put they put you in like and like if you have a blunt weapon, uh yeah, sure you can not kill them. I'm for the audience who can't see, I'm using quotes. So yeah, you can I guess not kill them, but you can't get through that game without violence. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess, I guess that's not the point. Like I guess they're like It is it is actively not the point. Like the point of the game is in your face everything, including in your face violence, I guess. Like it's 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 really edgy GTA. I mean, it's very edgy. Um I just It's like unnecessarily. It's really annoyingly edgy. Well, it's like it's like it's a faux edge though. I'm just e. like, "We're offending you. Be e. offended." Snowflake I feel like the game is yelling snowflake at me. I mean, it is. It's kind of what... It's this weird tone. It's the same thing with The Witcher. Where they were kind of giving you shit for believing in The Witcher as this particular story about this particular person, this particular way. And they kind of changed the story in such a way that was like, well, fuck off. And, like... Like I always say, Geralt is not about people Geralt is a story about the world's most talented introvert he would prefer the company of literally any living thing besides people um Witcher 1 touched on it Witcher 2 actually did it you did not have the option you had the option of being around extra people and you could choose it and it changed the story categorically and it made Geralt unhappy if you ever choose the um option to just interact with more humans as opposed to interact with more elves and more just anything else then yeah, you actually get a you get a different flavor for the story. But Witcher 3 just kind of puts you out there. Um, you're just you're just there as Geralt interacting with damn near every fucking human. And it's just only the most like filthiest, most diabolical, deplorable, horrible racist people. That's not who Geralt would ever interact with. It would, it would require a lot of money for him to pay attention to any of those people. And it seems as though the those who valued that part of Geralt were getting two middle fingers. Like, they totally missed the point, but it was intentional. And it seemed like that with Cyberpunk. It seemed as though there's a part of the story, there's a part of the writing that is um, making fun of the people who hyper-valued the inclusivity of the original property of, of cyberpunk of what it represents and it was like of and, the genre right and it's just like i don't and to a certain degree i'm like but why are you like this <laughs> but why are you doing this like what like what like who asked you and it's just like and like i said the game is just anti everything it's a it, it, whatever you believe in it will take a shot at you for believing in it and that's yep. not, that's 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 you taking an inclusive property and using it as a fuel for your edgelord nonsense and that's fucking annoying it's really annoying it's right. really annoying and like the worst part the worst part about it for me personally is like the reason i'm playing this game and i'm 
looking and trying to review it, like I'm trying so hard to play this game, is because there is a significant lack of voices talking about the problematic shit in it that they promise to not do. Like, this would be one thing, except for people literally, like, said, this is a problem. Like, a good example of this is, like, that fucking advertisement that is super trans antagonistic. Um, the hypersexual trans woman with the giant dick. Yes. It's super trans antagonistic. And it was, like, they were told about it. They said that they would fix it. It is plastered literally all over the game. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They were making like trans antagonistic jokes on Twitter and we're just like, we don't believe in this stuff. So it's not like they don't know. And so like part of this is like we're talking about the bugs and the glitches and some things that are making it really hard to play. Like the fact that the quest tracker doesn't work. Wow. <laughs> the quest tracker actively takes you off of your quest and puts you onto a different quest. I've been randomly that, that shit happens all the me. time. And it's not like it's not even like it happens like once or twice in an hour. It'll happen like three times in 15 minutes. Will, You'll be driving all over the place trying to get to your place only to find out that your quest marker changed like three times. They will change that shit while you're in the same fucking building because you walk past something that might be accessible in an hour. And right. I'm just and like, then the tracker changes and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And it is so annoying. Yeah, you know, yeah, dude. I law. I I remember the. Uh, yeah, there are a number of. Yeah, the number of loops I've done in town because of this. Ooh, shit. I rage quit after like a half an hour because the tracker was pissing me off so bad. Right. Like, it was so bad. Like for no reason. Um. But yeah, it's so like even like outside of that. So like, just like. People like talking about, you know, like those kinds of bugs, but like they're not talking about all of this other shit. And I'm like, great, now I have to talk about it. Right. But I have snacks. So the snacks are getting me through. I also have a lot of Final Fantasy 14. So I've just been like, let me drop two hours in Cyberpunk and now like 10 hours in Final Fantasy. Well, I want you to play after you're done playing Cyberpunk. When officially you put it down, when you're like, enough, I want you to play Phoenix Rise. No, I no, I'm gonna play It will be it will be a breath of fresh air. Um it will be a an absolute breath of fresh air. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because damn. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just yeah, so it's it's just one of those like hard things. And like the hard part about it for me is like seeing a lot of like and I'm not just talking about gamers in general, I'm talking about like people who like talk about games and review games because like that's like what they do. Like spouting for like inclusion and stuff, etc. But like ignoring this shit in their reviews. And I'm just like, okay. I know game the game industry as a whole is like problematic. At the same time, I don't think we should just like ignore stuff. And you can also you can also enjoy wildly problematic games. All of this is not right. saying do not enjoy game just because I do not enjoy game. This is do not ignore problematic stuff in the game you enjoy. Right. Like and if 
you have to ignore the thing to enjoy it, that might be an issue. Um, like, if you're turning it, like, if you're specifically like, I have to ignore this, and I want to ignore this just so I can enjoy the game, you might be trying a little too hard. You might just need a different game. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, like, like it's fine to have hard limits. Like, hard limits are fine. There are so many games that you can navigate with hard limits. Um, I probably contradicted myself in there. Hashtag problematically. But I don't really know how else to articulate what I'm trying to say. Re-examine your game choices and what makes you happy. I think is what I was saying. Is that what I was saying? Aaron help. Yes. Thank you. Um to put it in like I said, you are you are you are asking for us to give it some critical thought. Which is what you and should I be doing. Just give it some critical thought. But if your critical thought takes you in a in a in another place, it's okay. Just don't like I said, if you feel like you need to hide your game's problematic, then you might need to play a different game because you might feel it, it like I said, examine yourself, examine the game, but you can like a problematic thing. It's perfectly fine. Like I was saying before the show, I love me some Bayonetta. I do. Top five favorite all time. I really love Bayonetta. That I love so just problematic. Like, she ain't she ain't. Well, go on. Bayonetta 2 is like five times more problematic. Really? I need to play that. <clears throat> Thank you for telling it's so me. Good. Like it is like so basically, like, you know, they basically went, let's lean even harder into the fan service. Right. Which, like, it was hard to imagine. Like, how can we lean harder into the fan service? But they leaned even harder into the fan service, like wildly so. It's amazing. I mean, like, uh, like amazing. But it's still also really fun. So I don't know. It's an ex yeah, it's an extremely problematic game. I won't. I will never ignore how problematic that game is. It's also extremely fun. Right, and I think that's the thing. You can have fun with your extremely problematic stuff if you own it. You'll find that it's more fun. Trying to hide it, it limits your fun. I can have a lot of fun with Bayonetta knowing full goddamn well that's a naked woman wearing her own hair. I don't know what she's doing in the second one because I never got a chance to play it because Nintendo's been holding that shit hostage. Give it back. Um, no. But, yeah, I know. I gotta get a Switch. But, um... <laughs> but yes i understand knowing full and goddamn well that that woman is literally all ass legs and titties and she's completely naked except her hair with a perpetual lollipop and innuendo i get it um yeah i get it mm -hmm. super fun game yeah and i own what's wrong with it and it's more fun to do that because then you you don't you the more you have to hide a problematic aspect of something you enjoy, um, the less you can enjoy it. So to maximize your own enjoyment, be honest with yourself. It's more fun that way. Yes. So I think with that, I think we're gonna call it. Okay. We're gonna call it. Thank you guys for listening. How do people find you if they need I don't to remember you? anymore? Please don't ask me hard questions. I don't yeah. even remember where I am. Perfect. Thank you guys for listening and uh, have a pleasant day. 
don't even know what time it is. Go ahead, stand your, stand your, stand your.